welcome to episode 14 of the unofficial Gilmore Girls podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm David. And hopefully this week we sound better than we have before because yeah. we've got us, we've upgraded. <laughs> we've got some new equipment. Yeah. The last, and our last podcast had some, some uh, audio issues, had a lot of peas and pops and stuff. And that's because we were uh, sitting pretty close to the mics and we don't have the, uh, we didn't have the screens up to pr- keep the peas away. So, uh, if anybody knows that, we're sorry if that startled anyone. But it was it was way too much to try and go back and edit out, so I just I went ahead and put it out there. But this week we have new mics and a new mixer, and we're using Apple to record it from. So yeah, using my new Mac. Yeah, that'll be fun. So hopefully we sound better yeah. and more professional. Ho- yeah, hopefully hopefully people notice. <laughs> so this week there is actually finally an episode. After, you know, a month of nothing. Yeah, I mean, some, you know, I, I can wait that long for Gilmore Girls. Other shows, if they go on a hiatus for a month, sometimes I'll just forget about it. Like The Ock, I just quit watching that thing. They left. It's too hard to keep track sometimes. Yeah. But this episode, 17 of the sixth season, I'm Okay, You're Okay, um, picked up right where the last one, Bridesmaids Revisited, left off. No, like right where it left off. Like in, Paris and Rory in, were eating in Paris' apartment, and Rory still had on her dress from the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the intro, like the first five minutes, I think were the most intense and dramatic. That was like the most dramatic part of the whole episode. Starts out them eating and complaining about men, and they apologize to each other for their fight that they had previously. Then Logan shows up, and Paris won't let him in, and it's hilarious when she's trying to talk to him. She's like, oh, well, you can't talk to Rory, but I'll talk to you. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> she's like, you're nothing but a two-bit, two-bit waste of a trust fund. The only person that will miss you is your Porsche dealer. Yeah, that was pretty harsh. But Rory was like, yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw her on the back just nodding her head. You know, it was really funny. Um, I'm glad Logan showed up, though. Yeah, he needed to go and settle stuff with her. You know, yeah, we caught him in a lie before, but, you know, he's he went and he did the right thing and, he got, you know, laid it out for her, explained it to her. And even though he explained it to her and she was like, yeah, we're okay, you knew it kind of wasn't okay. And, you know, just the mannerisms. She was like, okay, let's go home. And then she wasn't smiling or didn't hug him or kiss him or anything. Yeah, there, there was no makeup hug, so. It was only like, because he reasoned with her and logically explained to her how he was right. But mm-hmm. in her, you could tell in her heart that she was, she still pissed at him. But I love how they still made that that scene funny by bringing Doyle in and um, trying to get back together with Paris. And he's all, I almost hook up with a hot chick tonight. And Rory's like, I don't see how that's going to help because he was talking about her when he tried to kiss her earlier at the bar. Right. <laughs> and then you find out later that R- Paris and Doyle made up because apparently they're getting busy on the carpet and the apartment because Rory tries to go tell Paris she's leaving. And she's like, oh my oh. gosh, I think they made up. So I like how that they, even in a tense, dramatic scene, they could still make it funny. So that was pretty classic. The whole episode, I thought, was pretty classic. Gilmore Girls, there's like lots of, you know... Dialogue, and there was a lot of back and forth, uh, whether it was between her and her mom, or, uh, you know, Lorelai and her mom, you know, over the phone, and... It had, it had all the funny characters yeah. in it. It had Paris, Michelle, yeah. Kirk, Suki... Emily and Richard, you know, so... Michelle and his post-it notes. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, So, going back to Rory, she goes to visit Stars Hollow, um, I guess, 
even though she's back with Logan, she doesn't know how to react, so she just goes home, doesn't answer her phone for a couple of days. And you see her not answering her phone, and you really don't think much about it. But then when she finally goes back to Logan's a couple of days later, we find out that Logan didn't even know she left or where she was going and yeah, even trying they, to call her. Yeah, they gave, you the, they gave you the idea that he was avoid, or she was avoiding him when her cell phone would ring and she wouldn't answer it. So I think this is foreshadowing um, episodes to come. But we'll discuss that in our spoilers yeah. later on in the show. But when, like I said, Rory goes to Star's Hollow, she goes to Dragonfly, and she's working on the paper there. And Michelle gets mad at her, and he's like, little Lorelai. <laughs> and he's like, you're disrupting the system. You know, he's got post-it notes for yeah. different kinds of things with guests, and she <laughs> took like seven, and he's freaking out. <laughs> Him calling her the little Lorelai, that was really yeah. cute. I laughed, I laughed pretty loud for that. And then Luke tells Lorelai, you know, that April asked him to go on the trip to Philadelphia with her. And he's like, I think it'll be a good trip, you know. Um, get to go see. I can't even, I've never even seen the Liberty Bell. And she's like, communist. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. It was nice to see some witty banter between Luke and Lorelai for once. Yeah. It seems everything's been really tense lately. And she was really supportive of him going on the trip. But you could also still tell that it was bothering her. And that it's yeah. going to keep bothering her. And it, then it bothers me that she hasn't actually talked to him about it. She just... Is letting it go and thinks that it's just going to fix itself, which is, uh, you know, a little annoying. He's, I th- you know, as far as relationship goes, when two people are together, you've you've got to talk. I know it's kind of a cliche to say, oh, you've got to communicate, but seriously, she hasn't even, you know, spoke one word of her, uh, you know, dislike of the whole situation. And then he'll ask, he'll ask her, he'll probe and say, is this okay or, or are you okay with that? And she wants to be so okay with it that she's just. Oh, yeah, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's very out of character for her, though. Yeah, it's because not Because with, with Rory and with her parents, normally she's like, this is wrong, I think you should do this, I'm not going to do this, you know. And that's how she used to be with Luke, and it's almost like the tables have turned, and she used to be the one that kind of ran the relationship, and now she's letting him be more in charge right. of it. Yeah. And she's being very passive-aggressive when it comes to this issue, and I think that it's really just eventually going to build up and blow up. And it's going to be really ugly. And my fear is that's how the finale of the season is going to be. And then all summer, we're going to all be stressed out and wondering, what's going to happen? Are they going to get back together? You know. But that's the way TV shows work. they got to have the drama. Also adding to the drama with Luke and Lorelai is the fact that Rory was like, oh, let's go check out Anna's shop. You know, you, I can't believe you haven't met her. You don't know anything about her. Let's go see what she looks like because she won't know who we, who we are. And Lorelai's like, I don't want to have anything, I don't want to know anything about her, you know. That's just April's mom, and she's not another woman, she's just some woman, and I don't need to know about her. Yeah, she wants to know about her so bad, but she's not letting on, you know what I mean? Right, so Rory goes without her, doesn't tell her, realizes that she's, Anna's a really cool chick, Mm -hmm. and buys something while she's there, brings the present back to Lorelai. And that's how um, Lorelai finds out. Luke needed a bag for the trip to Philadelphia. Right. And Lorelai was like, your bag, like the bags you have are falling apart. Why don't you let me go buy you some luggage? And he's like, no, 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 this is fine. And then all of a sudden this brand new bag shows up in the diner. And she finds out from Rory that it's from Anna's shop because Rory saw it while she was there. And so Lorelai asks Luke about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, Anna sent that over. She figured I needed some luggage. And so that's kind of makes Lorelai jealous because it's like, oh, you'll take Anna's luggage, but right. not mine. Yeah, and, and, and Luke gave her a chance to 
have a problem with it. He said, you know, that doesn't bother you, does I can send it back. And, of course, she said, no, no, it's fine. I don't want to. That's fine. But, you could, I mean, it obviously bothered her, uh, you know, and, and for, for Luke not to recognize that and then, you know, ask a leading question or probe, or probe past that and find out what the problem was, that's wrong on his part. But also it's really irresponsible for her to just, let it go, even though it does bother her. And men and women are different in that sense. If men can't sense when women are upset necessarily, and men usually, if something's bothering them, they'll say it. And if you don't talk about it, then nothing's wrong, you know. And women sometimes hide their feelings, and they're like, well, you're just supposed to know how I feel. Come on, girls, we've all done that at one point, and I think that's what Lorelai's doing now. But... You know, Luke is just thinking that everything's hunky-dory and okay, and I think he's kind of kidding himself. Um, I think he's very irresponsible for not letting April and Lorelai meet and having a relationship. But, like you said, unless Lorelai speaks up about it, he's just going to keep on doing it the way it is. Yeah, so. that's true. Well, you you were talking about uh, Michelle and, and Roy having their little thing back and forth, and she was there working on the paper for um for school mm-hmm. and then made me wonder about the the paper job that she had before they still haven't mentioned anything about right. that i know somebody had written in a few weeks ago because when rory first decided to get to go back to yale and she reconciled with lorelei one of the th- things she also did was go get a job at the old paper that she worked at as an intern with mitchum but the editor there she went and talked to him and he offered her a job but that was like the, one of the last episodes before Christmas. Yeah, and then after that, they didn't, men- they didn't mention after, what, it, what happened with it. You know? After that, she came back to Yale and started back with the paper there, and then she became editor. So it's kind of like, as much of a big deal as they made about her going to get that job, because she like stalked the guy and waited outside his office for days at a time. Yeah, you thought that was going to lead somewhere later on in the plot, and they, they just, just really let it alone. They blew it off. Yeah. And they even, um, they've even recently aired that episode, like in the break. Oh, really? Oh, I don't watch reruns. I mean, I don't watch them when they're off. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes I do just kids to get my fix for the week. But you would have thought that since they just aired that episode two, it was kind of topical that they would do something Hmm. related to that now. Maybe they they switched some of the writers for for that, you know. But it's just one of those things that's really inconsistent. And it's. Yeah, like I know. And I, I get emails from people that, like, you know, kind of nitpick and. Uh, find other things that are inconsistent, but they're really like vague. You know, they're like, you know, this lady was standing here, and then when they cut away from the scene, she was standing on the other side, but didn't have enough time to get. That. I mean, I'm not talking about stuff like that, you know. But this is a this big is a, deal. yeah, it's sort of a sort of a it's a plot line that just got dropped. So, and I'd be I was just thinking about it because she was doing, when she was doing the stuff for the paper. I thought, oh, maybe they're going to say that this isn't her uh, Yale paper, that it's the other one, and they didn't. So I was a little disappointed. I mentioned earlier that Emily and Richard were in this episode, and you see them in the episode. They call Lorelai while she's at work, and they're tr- she's on the- Emily's on speakerphone in the car, and so she's yelling at her. She doesn't understand that she doesn't have to yell. She thinks because of the speaker, she has to yell for Lorelai to hear. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty funny, and they're trying to use their navigation system in their car, and they think that they have to pull over to use it, and they're arguing about it. Well, he's he's right on some levels. If you want to like program it or change stuff on it, you're you're supposed to pull over and mess with that. That way, you're not fiddling with the dial while you're driving. He's but it was right. just funny because they were using navigation system and they got lost. Right. You know, yeah, so it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. 
So Lorelai's like, oh, you're over here? Well, you should have just stopped by. And Emily's like, oh, we still can. We're just going to this estate sale. And Lorelai's like, no, no, I don't want you to go out of your way. And Emily's like, no, that's okay. So they show up. They don't, they'll never miss an opportunity to bug Lorelai, I think. So you see Rory and Lorelai later on cleaning up the house, hiding all the things that make the house look pleasant, like flowers, <laughs> and cutting the heat down to, like, the temperature down, like, really cold so it's uncomfortable for them not to stay there. Um, and Lorelai had asked Suki to bring food over because they wanted to come for dinner, and, of course, she doesn't cook. So when Suki shows up, she's like, I brought all your favorite food. She's like, oh, my parents won't eat any of this stuff. But Suki thought, she said she was expecting and was going to be a parent, so she thought she was preggers, you know? Yeah, she the phone was breaking up, so she thought she was saying something about being uh, pregnant. So she brought over all sorts of comfort foods and things. Yeah. Or, I wonder if that's a foreshadowing. No, it's not. Don't it could read, be. No, don't read into they that. They also mentioned later that Lorelai is like, well... My parents probably think that Luke and I will have kids and they want to move close, so maybe so. That would be a pretty cool way to well, end it. it, it the, and it shows that, that they are planning on having them. Because when she said that, it was almost you know matter of fact that right. when we get married, we'll be having kids and they're going to be closer to them. Which uh, is pretty, I mean, the character is, what, 37 now? Because uh-huh. Rory's 21 and she's 16 years older. And, right. You can so, have kids then? Yeah, it's just... Yeah, I don't know. If she does have kids, she's going to have twins. Because of the... Because of that dream. Yeah. In, like, season three. I bet they'll tie that in. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So, anyway... Well, on their, when, when, they were, when they were on their way over, I don't know if you want to tie this in now, but when they were on their way over, they were trying to get directions, and they were describing all the towns to the left and the right of them, mm-hmm. and the ones they were going through. And you got a really interesting email this week from... Uh, from Becky. From Becky. What, what did that say? Okay. Um, she says, hello. First, I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your show. My boyfriend found your podcast for me a few weeks ago after I missed an episode, and I have since downloaded all your shows. Great job. Well, thanks, Becky. We appreciate it. So just a tidbit of info to share with you both. Do you remember in the interview with Amy Sherman Palladino at the end of the first season DVD, she's talking about the town that was the inspiration for Stars Hollow. She and her husband were visiting Connecticut and loved this quaint little town called Washington Depot, and that became the inspiration for Stars Hollow. Well, I just watched that interview for the first time last week, and guess what? That's the town I grew up in. That's very cool, I think. The long-term fan of the show, I was beyond excited. The funny thing is, is I was home this fall. I'm in grad school in New Orleans and evacuated home after the hurricane and kept saying how I felt like I was trapped in an episode of the Gilmore Girls the whole time because it's a cute small town, everyone knows everyone, etc. And maybe this is just ironic, but in last night's episode, Richard and Emily mentioned a town named Preston, and there's a town called New Preston that borders Washington Depot. Also, April and her mom live in Woodbridge, and there's a town called Woodbury that also borders Washington. That is either some good research or quite a coincidence. Anyway, just wanted to share. Thanks again for a great show, Becky. Very Hi. cool, Becky. We may be your neighbors one day because um, David's decided he wants to <laughs> move to Stars Hollow. He even looked to see if that <laughs> town existed. <laughs> that, was, so, that was way before that we were doing the podcast, too, yeah. when I was just a fan. I thought... What if, you know, there is a Star's Hollow and this mimicking, you know, like the plan, the layout. I knew it was on a studio. I wasn't that naive. But I thought, you know, let's go check it out, you know. And, and maybe, you know, lots of other Gilmore Girls fans will want to move there, too, and then we can all just... I can only imagine. ...have a big fan club in Washington Depot. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, hello to anybody who lives in Washington Depot. You're very lucky. Send photos. <laughs> so, like I said, um, Emily and Richard show up for dinner, and Emily's mad that she didn't know that Lorelai had remodeled. Because um, she always feels upset when 
Laura Lally's are out of info in her life. Um, but she did say that the house seemed really homey, and she gave her a big compliment because she said, I can see you and Luke here. And so I think that really touched Laura a lot. That's probably one of the nicest and, you know. Honest things that she said without being sarcastic or without having an, an agenda to it. So there's, it's very you know, few and far between that she says something so nice. So um, I remember when Luke showed up while they were eating and Lorelai's talking and the doorbell rings and she just keeps on talking. And she's like, oh, since my parents are here. And Luke turns around and leaves. Yeah. And her mom was like, who is at the door? And she was like, Ed McMahon. He keeps bringing by these big checks. They're really hard to endorse. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but, you know, she played it off really well and Emily never asked anything yeah, else just, about it. she just kept so. on going. I think she. I think Lorelai was just trying to avoid any extra drama that might have come from him being there. You know, right. all the extra questions or you know whatever. So later on, Lorelai's back at the Dragonfly, and Kirk's there, and he's apparently a realtor now, and keeps well, referring to himself as Kirk. He's a realtor in training. Yeah. Alicia. Right. Sorry. <laughs> and he's like, "Hello, Kirk is here for you," and that's how he's talking and referring to himself in the third person, which is getting really annoying. Yeah. And. He said he's doing that because that's his thing. Every realtor's got to have a thing. And Lorelai's like, well, take your dippy Star Trek device, which really hurt my feelings because I've just recently purchased one of those Bluetooth headsets, and I think they're pretty cool. Well, Lorelai thinks that it's a dippy Star Trek device. I bet she'll have one eventually. <laughs> and then I'm like, ha, huh, dippy bet- Star Trek device or way cool accessory? Yeah. <laughs> Possible. I don't know. And then we find out that Kirk is also willing to have sex with prospective clients yeah, just to weird. get, you know, sales. And he's like, well, I've got to check with Lulu. Yeah, he, threw, he kind of threw that out there. That was really weird. Yeah. So she's like, you need to leave now. And he's like, well, I can't believe you're treating me this way considering what I'm doing for your parents. Yep. And then he's like, oh, crap, I wasn't supposed to say that. I have to be confidential. And then he keeps telling her, well, they're going to be at this place and this place. At mm-hmm. this time, and she finds out that they're looking at houses in Stars Hollow now. Right. So after their little visit at her house. Not just looking. Has the whole team of realtors right, in that town whole, looking. Yeah, the whole office is right. working on it. Um, so she's like, holy crap. And then she tells Rory the Gilmers are moving in, and she looks very distressed. And so if she doesn't have enough drama in her life already, to have Emily and Richard right down the street is going to be even worse. Because she's like, we always have that 30-mile buffer, you know. <laughs> That way, if I want to kill my mother, I usually calm down or yeah, away that I don't. But now, I can't make any promises. I know what it's like. It's nice to have family close enough in an emergency. You need to get to them, but far enough away where they're not like bothering you all the time. It's true. So, I couldn't imagine living right next door. Yeah, so if anyone's going to get married anytime soon, just uh, you know, take, take your time to decide where you're going to live. Don't live down the street from your mother-in-law. Or your own parents. Yeah, or your immediate family. <laughs> or, you know, take take a year after you got married and figure out how far away you should move from them. <laughs> so, although I was happy that Rory and Logan got back together, it wasn't the reunion I was hoping for. I was really disappointed because it wasn't the whole, oh, I'm so glad we're back together and everything was happening yeah. and great again. So, my favorite part of this episode was Lane and Zach. Yeah, just that, all the scenes between them. And, and that, that, moved, was, that moved along pretty nice. Yeah, they did really well with that. I like how they made them be like half the episode for once, you know. So that was pretty cool. Um, so it was Lane and Zach, you know, last episode they got engaged, which is very exciting. And Brian is, has moved back in now, and Brian's like, so what happens when you get married? And Zach's like, we finally get to have sex. 
So that was one of the things in this episode I really liked because they kept saying phrases like that, and you know, and I just started laughing out loud. It was funny, and then she said, and then Lane's like, "We need our own place." And he said, "He said, well, I thought you liked uh, Brian." Just <laughs> like I do like Brian, but I think we need our own place. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. He's like, "Wow, this marriage thing. There's always something every day. You know, yeah. you've got to um, reconcile on." It was funny that Zach like they didn't like register with him that that she wanted a place for. Her and Zach, and not that she had a problem with Brian. <laughs> was, right. He was like, I thought you liked Brian. Right. And he was like, well, you know, I think he was thinking that, oh, we'll have our own bedroom. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's cool. We'll just move in there, and you can have the bunk. Yeah. <laughs> and Brian was like, sweet. <laughs> so, no, that's not going to work. Not for a married couple. No. We, no roommates. No, not even family. No, not for too long. So I like how, um, you know, the ring that Zach had given Lane last episode, it's like, he got it at what a flea market or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not sure where he got it. But it's very, you know, he didn't have much money, so it's not like an engage, your normal no. engagement ring. And I like how the, the opinions of different people about the ring. So I wrote some of those down. Lane was like, "Well, it's kind of rock and roll," but then Lorelai was like, "You won the Super Bowl because <laughs> <laughs> it does look like a Super Bowl ring." Yeah. And when Rory saw it, she was like, "You became a Shriner." <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, well, Mrs. Kim. Ends up giving, get gives Zach his her, her grandmother's, grandmother's ring. ring to give to Lane. That was really nice. And yeah, that was really cool. But then she's like, "Now put this one away so it doesn't scare the children." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really have to give Zach props for what he did for like to get Mrs. Kim to oh, marry yeah. Lane. He stepped up. Yeah, he dressed up. Even oh yeah, he got in a little suit. Even though his shirt was kind of weird, but you know. It's totally rock and roll, man. <laughs> and he brought, like, letters of recommendation. Yeah, almost like a little resume yeah, and stuff and, with him. And his bank statement. Mm-hmm. And he was all, I'm going to be promoted to assistant manager, so I'll have health insurance, you know. But she wanted to hear his demo, which is, you know, that was really surprising because, you know, he brought the stuff that he thought that she would want to see. But right. she was like, no, this is, you love music, this is what you want to do. I want to make sure you're going to be successful at it. So right. she listens to his demo, and, you know, she's like, it's all crap. You need to write a hit song. <laughs> she didn't say it was all crap. She just said. There's nothing good there. There's nothing good. She said, except for when Lane plays. <laughs> <laughs> but she said, you know, that, that he should sit down and write a hit song. So him and Mrs. Kim sit down and write a well, hit song. Well, he did 90% yeah, of the work. Yeah, but she was like, well, you need to do it this minor chord. Right. You know? Well, she drove him and gave him the confidence to actually get it done. And, and he was like, I write songs with Brian all the time, but he just doesn't push me. I've got some more. Do you want to hear those? Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of worried, though, because she was like, now, you haven't mentioned any of this to Lane, have you? And he was like, oh, no, no. And I was afraid that something was going to happen there and screw it all up. Right, or that that was going to be, you know, some sort of, like, you know, drama between all of them. But it, it glossed over because Lane just played dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he got to propose for real, and after he proposed, I guess because it was the second time he proposed to her, he seemed more excited about the song than actually being officially engaged to <laughs> her now. He was like, now listen to this song. Yeah. You know, and she was like, that's cool. So. Well, that's where his passion is, and it's good that Lane shares that with him as a drummer in the same band. So Right. Um, one thing I wanted to mention before we move on to the spoilers for next episode is I know I've gotten tons and tons of comments about this, and we actually did mention this in one of our first episodes, but I'm going to reiterate. We are aware that Anna's mom, played by Sherilyn Finn, previously played Jess's dad's girlfriend back in, like, what, season three or four? Yes. 
But I think we've also mentioned that this isn't the first time that they've used the same actor. No, twice. We, we actually in one of the podcasts where we addressed this, we went over like all, you know a couple of the other characters that have had dual or actors that have had dual roles in uh, in the show. So the, in, in its lifespan from season one on, the girl that or the lady that played Lorelai, the first Lorelai's grandmother, mm-hmm. later on played her aunt. Yeah. You know, I mean, so, there, was, there was a couple other ones. I don't want to go over and rehash them, but, but yes, we know about it, and uh, you don't have to email us and let us know. Thank you for your comments, but we like we do we are aware um, soap operas do this all the time. Yeah, they'll they'll bring some or they'll swap from like different soap operas, like mm-hmm. one person from you know this one will go over to a different network. Oh, you're a soap opera expert? No, I'm just I'm just see he's a closet soap opera fan too, <laughs> whatever, ladies. I just know that that happens. Sure. Yeah, and they'll recast people because you know there's only so many that they can pull from, and well, and I think. The reason they even had her play Jess's dad's girlfriend is because they had planned on doing a spin-off show of the Gilmore Girls with Jess living in California with his dad. Right, and then that that, that didn't take through. So they probably knew that she was a good actress, and she also knew people from the show, you know, producers, writers, or whatever. And they said, "All right, we'll work you in to the spin-off, and and you can do that." And then since that one didn't take off, you know, the same people that she knows, their same same network connections, I imagine, helped you know land her the thing is uh, Anna's mom. And this one is weird as some others because she never worked with, she's not working with any of the people she worked with previously. She was working with Jess's dad and Jess. And yeah, Jess's dad was anymore. gone and Jess is, has gone. since left. He's going to have some couple cameos here and there, but he's gone. Um, and, and her, she, her hair color is different. She looked like a freaking hippie back then. Right. The, the, the people that noticed that were diehard Gilmore Girl fans. But it's it happened, like, what, three years ago? So yeah. And she was in, what, two episodes then? So it's it's not like she was a main character and they just are just playing it off. Right. That would be really odd. Then I'd get on them so. and get at it. But, you know, this is just, you know, they like that actress. And she does a great job. So you gotta get you got to get the person that's good for that job. Yeah. Or good for that character, I guess. Oh, you know what that sound is, Dave? Spoiler music. Yep. Oh, yeah. What kind of spoilers do you have for us today, Elisa? Well, I think we've already talked about most of them. In the previous one? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll reiterate. Some of these have been firmed up. Some are more, uh, you know, solidified. Um, this episode 18, which airs on Tuesday, is called The Real Paul Anka. And we get to see the real Paul Anka in this because Lorelai has a dream where, like, the real Paul Anka and her Paul Anka meet. So, that's going to be interesting because the dreams that they have, you know, are always pretty good. Like the one, like you mentioned earlier, Luke and Lorelai being like... Married. Oh, well, a couple. And then she comes downstairs and he asks how they're doing and rubs her belly and like he's cooking something for her. And then the one where um, where Madeline Albright is Rory, is, play, is Rory's playing mom. Laurel. Yeah. And they're laying in bed, going over some dialogue they've gone over before. About you know, her birthday. About her yeah. birthday and the story about that. That was really weird. And then she woke up and she leaned over to Logan and said, I just had a dream that Madeline Albright was my mom. <laughs> so I have, I have, you know, big hopes for this dream sequence as well. So it should be pretty good. Um, and although Rory and Logan are back together, Logan is really upset because he knows that Rory hasn't really forgiven him and things are still pretty tense with him. So they get in a fight and he goes off with his friends for a big stunt with the Life and Death Brigade. Mm. Um, and Rory decides to go to Philly because she got an invitation from Jess to attend an open house for his new bookstore slash art gallery slash publishing house. So while there, she runs into Luke, who's also there for April's field trip. 
And then back in Stars Hollow, Lorelai's still dealing with the fact that Richard and Emily are looking for houses in her town, and she goes around with them and is like, oh, no, this place is horrible. You don't want to live here. <laughs> so that should be interesting. It should be a good episode, except for the fact that Jess is in it. And I really hope that this is the last time we see him. I'm sorry to all you Jess fans. I just don't like him. It's well, bad news. <laughs> yeah, but the character he's become, this, you know, ex-boyfriend that, that went on to be successful, and, you know, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just as don't want him. He just needs to stay you're, in Philly. You're, you're just afraid that they come in and start trouble. And that's not going to happen. Um, In the previews, it looks like they're going to kiss. I know. It looks like they're going to kiss. And if they kiss... Then I'm be mad. Well, just, but I don't care that him and Alexis are dating in real life. Oh, they're dating good. It doesn't mean on the show that they need to do that. Yeah. Because I'm sure that Milo is really nice in real life, but on the show, he's a butthole. <laughs> oh, you're mad, aren't you? Well, I don't like him. I like Logan. I know you like Logan. But that, you know, sometimes you got to have some ter- tor- turmoil between couples to, you know, help them well, come closer together. Well, all I know I is that know. Logan's coming back next season. Yes, he and is. And Jess isn't. <laughs> so this better be the last we see of him. I hope that his new show, The Bedford Diaries, is successful. We do we, we do wish Milo all the best. And I hope the CW carries it over. They yeah. are carrying over Gilmore Girls. I did read that. They're going to have to. No, they, I read they are. I know. But what I'm saying is, like, they would be like... Network suicide to go from being the WB to combine WB and Upin to become CW. Said Upin. That's what it's called. UPN. Oh, whatever. So they want to combine the two of those, and then you don't bring over your hit show, Suicide. They're going to. I know. Don't freak everybody out. I'm not freaking anybody out. I'm just saying that, like, there. I bet there was some execs that were, you know, arguing about this, and they decided that they were going to, you know, fork over the cash to Amy Sherman Palladino and. Make sure there was going to be a seventh season. I think they value their life too much I know. to not bring it over. Oh, man. The hate mail? Because I think that we could, as many people as we reach out to, we could stage I'm, like a riot. Uh, we, well, I don't know about a riot, but at least a, a, a demonstration. We could march on to the WB. It would become a riot. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be a riot. <laughs> Everybody chanting the theme song? Uh-huh. <laughs> We're peaceful people. Only see it. Peaceful. But you get a large group of people together. Uh-huh. And they can do amazing things. All right, you but saw V for Vendetta, David. I did see it. and But see, at the end of that, nobody got hurt. Are you kidding? A lot of people got killed oh, yeah. in that movie. Well, that huge mass didn't riot. Well, they could have. They, they could were gonna. have. But, they're, but they didn't. They're well, okay. Well, we don't have to. Right. But we, we could, and we were right. going to. Well, Gilmore Girl fans, you guys just hold tight till we have a call to action, okay? I think we don't need to. But it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so watch Tuesday, The Real Paul Anka, yeah. and then check out our podcast next weekend. That would be awesome. Uh, some stuff about the website that I added, Alicia, real quick. I threw some ringtones in the member section, so if you have a cell phone and you want to have, you know, Gilmoreize it, you know, set it up, press your friends. Like, he still couldn't find my favorite, Lala. Uh, yeah. The, oh, yeah, that'll, I'll send that out. If anybody knows the... I don't know if it's a, it's not a Lala. It's, well, they, it's the they guitar play it riff. like no, they play it like they do Lala's, but it's the one with the horn instead oh, that's of them right. singing Lala. Yeah, it's like a bugle or like a trumpet. Yeah, if yeah. anybody knows what that one is, uh, shoot me an email. Uh, or where I'll, we can find it. Yeah, I'll try and make a ringer for that. But in order to get into the member section, I just brought that up because people need to know it, the code is one 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 one. Don't tell anybody. It's a secret. 
So, well, you can tell your friends, but only if they love Gilmore Girls. But if you tell them, you have to tell them on our podcast anyway. And well, remember, we ask that everybody tell a friend each week about our show. That The fact that people have been telling their friends is, like, doing great stuff for yeah. our numbers. We're still number 19 in our genre on iTunes for the podcast section. We want to make it into the top 100 podcasts. Yeah, because that would we're really... almost there, Almost, getting pretty close. Yeah. Of all podcasts. And if we do that, we're going to blow up. And then Amy <laughs> Sharon Palladino is going to want to d- demand an interview with us. She'll have to demand. And maybe she'll even put us on the show in a cameo. I don't, now that would be awesome. That's just wistful thinking. <laughs> You're the one that wants to go to the set this summer and try uh-huh. to become extras. Uh huh. But see, that's us going there. You see. I think they should be calling us, David. We're okay. pretty good, and look what all the great things we're doing for their show. Yeah. And we will, we will interview. If anyone in the cast is listening to the podcast, feel free to shoot us an email. We'll Logan. Verify. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Logan. Matt Zuki. Okay. Well. Call me. If, <laughs> if anybody wants to, you know. Give us an email. We'll, you know, verify your identity, and we'll work out a, an interview of some kind. So that'd be all right. I'm tired. I'm tired of calling publicists and people, and you know, people who know people. Said, I'm not in Hollywood, so I don't know how to do that. I'm just telling you, they're going to contact us eventually. I hope so. Especially when they're all out of jobs after it gets canceled <laughs> yeah. next year. <laughs> when it's all over, we can yeah. do the, remember when we'll have like we'll, we can keep going for another year. We can host a reunion show. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. All right. So if you have any questions, please email us. My email address is alicia at gilmoregirlspodcast.com. That's A-L-I-C-I-A. And I'm Dave at gilmoregirlspodcast.com. You can also post feedback in the members' feedback page or leave a comment on this episode. Or you can always leave us a review in iTunes. Yeah, reviews, not questions. Right. You can't answer questions in the iTunes reviews because we can't get in touch with you that way. Yeah. So until next week, thanks for listening. Have a good week, guys. Thank you.